The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a star stats and shenanigans podcast. Mostly shenanigans, though. Mostly shenanigans, because... Uh, especially it, on this, the spoopiest night. <laughs> it is Halloween! Happy Halloween! It is October 31st, yes indeed, and this is our 43rd podcast! 43rd podcast! <laughs> Sound effects... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna leave that there. Sound <laughs> this is a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Get my coconuts out. <laughs> um, <laughs> there has definitely been hockey going on, uh, which is in, in states other than Texas. In states other than Texas. Uh, so we have we have a decent amount of topics and a lot of questions. So many questions, actually. We've decided to bring back the mailbag because we don't want this to be an hour and a half podcast. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my, my tail. tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Mail! She has, like, two new babies that she I gets do to have sing two to. I have two new babies. Now. I'm so excited. Not her own, obviously. No, I don't have my, I don't have any children of my own. Thank God. <laughs> no, they're all my nieces and nephews. Um, and I had of a brand new nephew as of last weekend. Yeah, he is a week old yesterday. So, speaking of the other children that we love a lot, the other children we love a lot. <laughs> do we have to speak of them? Can we just go back to babies? We have three different topics relating to the stars, and we're going to start with the hard one first. The reasons for concern. Or the reasons for panic. Because <laughs> both of them are pretty hard. <laughs> We're going to start with concern. Okay, reasons for concern. What are your biggest reasons for concern, Carolyn? Because I know what mine are. My biggest reason for concern, and I don't know if it's the same as yours, uh, is that Jamie Ben is off to a really slow start. Okay, that is one of mine. That's not actually my biggest. Um, Because I am willing to attribute a lot of our issues that we've had, because... I don't know if y'all know, but the Stars are under a 50% winning percentage for the first time since, in like, I think the last three years. Mm -hmm. Since before Tyler Sagan, for sure. Yeah, since before Tyler Sagan. So, that's concerning in and of itself, right? Like, that's, but we know we've had a lot of injuries. We know we've had a lot of roster turnover. We've had a lot of weird lines and we're finally starting to get some people back. Spezza came back. Hoodler's out, not sick anymore. You know, so we might be able to finally allay some of the issues that we've been having possession-wise. Because we definitely had a lot of issues possession-wise. But Jamie Ben not scoring is a concern of mine. Because he's supposedly okay, but he doesn't play. He's not playing like he, he's okay. And that's my biggest concern. My biggest concern is honestly our roster. And it's not just the fact that, like, we do have some people coming back because, as in our reasons for panic later, now we've lost another person. And I'll save that person for our reasons for panic. But the fact that we cannot seem to be able to ice an entirely healthy hockey team, Jamie Ben included, 
is my biggest reason for concern. Um, and because I feel like even if, even if you had a perfectly healthy Jamie Ben and he was scoring the way he's supposed to, it's still not going to win you a hockey game when you have let let in four goals from the other team. So no, and I, so I mean, goaltending is inconsistent, but we always knew the goaltending is inconsistent. Right, but, but we've never had an inconsistent offense. We have had an inconsistent offense a lot. We have scored one. We've been shut out twice in the last seven days. I know. I know. I know. Believe me. I was there for one of them. (laughs) I got to watch that fucking awful game against Columbus in person and paid a lot of money for the privilege. But, uh. Because I was on the sixth fucking row. But they. They make terrible decisions. They only let in three goals against Columbus, which we know is the limit. We can let in three goals and still be okay. And, um, you know, they're definitely... I don't feel like the goaltending is any worse than we'd expected it to be. But our offense is a lot worse than we expected it to be. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we had an entire top six injured, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I get you there, but, like... Some of that is going to get fixed, regardless, just because of time. And yeah, but not this season. Like, there are two that are going to be out for the entire season. And that's really hard. Yeah. Losing Janmark to start was really hard, and then panic button is... It, there's definite reason for panic. There, There is. But my main concern, if we're going to... If we're dividing it from concern and panic... <laughs> True. Okay. If we're deciding if I'm concerned and panicking, Jamie Ben is certainly cause for concern. Jamie Ben not scoring is cause for concern because he's a gent. And but that said, he did actually have a really slow start to his Art Ross season. He didn't. No. And so that's that's one of the reasons I'm not that concerned about Jamie Ben because he's had a lot of droughts before. Yeah. Like I'm not like until I get like proof positive that this has something to do with his with his injury over the summer. Like. I'm not as concerned because he went through all of January and February last year and did fucking nothing enduring them. <laughs> he didn't even get an assist. So I'm just kind of like, eh, am I really that worried about Jamie Ben? I, I sort of am just because of the timing. Yeah. But like, it's not like he's never gone through a dry spell before. This is true. So that's, I think, I think it's a fair to put that in the concern bucket. It is fair to put that in the concern button bucket and not in the panic bucket. And I think Klingberg is also a hard, large concern of mine as well. I don't understand what's going on there. It's and like he forgot how to defense over there. Not even defense. He, he just forgot, forgot how to Klingberg. He forgot how to Klingberg. Like, there... I, and, and I haven't been the best Stars fan this year, I will admit that, because I've missed several games now. I've I've watched maybe two, so I think don't I've, worry yeah, about I've it. watched two or three of the five. Yeah. Um, and I so I missed the, the last... The, the losing Winnipeg game, and I missed the... The, la- the shutout against the Wild. And by all accounts, actually, the Stars were a much, the much better team against the Wild. But Devin Dubnik is doing Devin Dubnik things right now. Got second star of the week this week, Devin Dubnik did. And to be honest, probably would have gotten first star of the week if something else great hadn't happened. But... Are we yeah, going to talk to- about that? Yes, that's a topic. Okay, that's a topic. Good. Well, that is, that's right, it's a topic. <laughs> I wrote this, so I should know that it's a topic. You did make your make the topics all by yourself. Uh, I apologize for leaving you in the lurch to do that again. Um, but yeah, no, so Devin Dubnik was fantastic in that game. Our penalty killer and our power play were apparently pretty awful in that game, but five on five, the Stars owned the Wild. Like, owned them. That's kind of normal for us against the Wild. Yeah. 
And but it's a good sign because we were fucking crap against CBJ. I know. Oh my god, we were so bad. At some point, my I was reading a fucking book on my phone because I was like, it is more interesting to read this god awful romance novel than it is to watch what is happening on the ice because nobody was there. I mean, they were there, but nobody was there. Yeah. It was so dead. It was so sad. People would try to get chance going, and nobody was into it. How could you be? We were getting nothing from the players. It was awful. The only thing that made that whole game worth it was being literally six rows away from Bob and Nick hugging after the game. Good job. I was like, this is, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to watch this, at least I'm going to get a Nick and Bob hug at the end of it. We do like a Nick and Bob hug. I really do like the Nick and Bob hugs. And if it, if it were any other team, it, there would have been no consolation prize. So at least there was that consolation prize. <laughs> like if we had gone, if we'd lost three zero to the Ducks when I went up there, I would have, I would have punched someone. And the game against Winnipeg was actually also a fairly good possession game. The one we lost. Yeah. So there are. So let's put that in the reasons for hope category. Yes. Reasons for hope. Is that is that the ice cream truck? I feel like that's a phone, but it's not my phone. It's not my phone. My phone's right here. I know. That's why I was so confused. Your phone's not right here. My phone's in my purse, but it doesn't sound like that. I don't know. Maybe it was my phone and I'm just crazy, which is very possible. It uh, is entirely possible. So, no. So, reasons... <laughs> you thinking it's a phone is probably better than me thinking it's an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> is that an ice cream truck? Let's go get ice cream. No. Well, it is still 80. <laughs> it is. Uh, True. Reasons for hope. The last couple of games have been better from a possession standpoint, and even the game that we didn't, that we did win against Winnipeg, that we should have lost against Winnipeg, there were a lot of really positive things, like Klingberg actually looking like Klingberg. There are, I mean, there is also the fact that we haven't lost every single game. That is true. We have won a couple. The other reason for hope... We're, we're three and four. It's not like a massive... No, I know. And we do have people coming back. Yep. Um, Spezza, Spezza's back. Spezza will probably be Spezza again soon. Uh, Hoodler is is, come, is uh, supposed to be... Well, I mean, he's off IR on my app, so I'm assuming... No, he played... Did he play on Saturday? Yes, he played in, in I Minnesota. didn't watch, so... It was, my, it was my brother's birthday on Saturday, so I didn't watch hockey. Yeah. Sidebar reasons for fucking concern so i pay for the nhl.tv whatever uh-huh. and so i've got a playstation 3 and i stream it on my playstation 3 rather than like my computer because it my tv is a 52 inch and my computer is a 14 inch and i know which one i'd rather watch hockey on exactly so it's a pretty clear choice um but there's something wrong with the ps3 app where like after several minutes like usually five to ten minutes it'll just boot like it'll just shut down the app and like restart your playstation that's really annoying and so i tried to watch hockey yesterday because i was like oh man this carolina flyers game actually looks like it's getting kind of crazy because it was like three three going in the third and i was like i want to watch the final second you know final out of that I got booted four times, and the customer service guy was like, have you tried turning it off and back on again? What about uninstalling and reinstalling? customer service is a goddamn joke. And, like, and, and what's kind of fucking hilarious is that they had talked to me earlier this year about, this, about a similar problem, 
and didn't even read the notes that were still in the DMs yeah. from that exact conversation. And we're like, have you tried have you tried resetting your router? Have you tried a speed test? And I was like, yes, because on October 12th, as noted in this DM that you have right here, yeah. I did that. And there was nothing wrong on my end. And you know what also works? Everything else on the PlayStation. Weird! Somehow it's not me, it's you. Yeah. Well, I will say that I did watch a CBJ game on it. Um, the game where Sam scored twice. And it was amazing. Uh, I watched that game on it on my phone and had no problem, so. I'm fairly confident it's a PS3 app-specific thing. In- uh, have you heard from other people with PS3s? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I'm also fairly confident it's a PS3-specific thing because PS3 is a little bit older. Because, you know, the PS4 has been out for a sure. while. And so, like, they probably pay less attention to that version of the app than they do some of the other Oh, that's good to know for me using it on my Xbox 360. Well, I haven't heard anything about 360. Like, no one on the 360, like, added me when I was bitching about it yesterday. Oh, uh, okay. But, I mean, I was just so appalled at, like... This notion that it was my fault. I mean, I also have an Apple TV that I'll probably use to watch it if I ever watch it on my actual TV. Yeah. But I have a lot of watching options. I have two TVs now. I am a person who owns two TVs. Woo! I know, right? Moving up in the world. I know. Buy myself a <laughs> condo and get two TVs. <laughs> For some reason, I've still left my Xbox in my room because gaming to me apparently is a very private matter. <laughs> Or maybe you just like doing it from your bed. I really like doing it from my bed, <laughs> honestly. Um, but other reasons for hope. Uh, maybe Klingberg will find himself in the next couple of days. Here's the thing. The reason for hope with Klingberg is that he's still, for all intents and purposes, a young defenseman. Uh-huh. And still relatively new to the defensive game. Yep. And probably just suffering the same sophomore, junior year problems that a lot of people have. He just played his 100th game in the NHL. He's literally, like, he's an infant. So, I mean, like, I really don't think that we have as many causes for concern with Klingberg as we do with other older players. I think that he just needs, he just needs to calm down and remember how to play. Yeah. And, And not even, like, Yes, there are things I wish he would do better defensively, but what really concerned me is his lack of offense. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't shooting, Mm -hmm. he wasn't trying to move the puck the way he normally would, and I don't know how much of that is his discomfort with the fact that we basically are playing bottom six players in our top six, or, you know, so he's like, holy fuck, these people don't know where the puck is, you know? I I think, I'm I'm pretty sure that that probably has, he, he can't. He can't have I'm forgotten sure that how to trust suit. is a lot of a yes. lot of the issue going on with a lot of these players. Yes. And that there's a lot of upheaval given the roster and that once we get most of that core back, we should be okay. I am a little bit worried though that they haven't yet found a pairing with him and another defenseman that Lindy likes. I know. That is a cause that, for concern. That back up with the backing, cause for concern. Back up to the cause for concern. Um, because I, I did always like Goligoski's game, but it was clear that Klingberg was still very yes. good by himself and on his own and, yes. and driving a lot of that offense because when Klingberg was injured, things went awry. Do you think that part of the problem with the finding the pairings for him is the whole, like, 
top roster being wonky thing too i mean because i feel like it could be i there's a lot going on like there's so yeah. many variables right now that it's hard to it's hard to yeah it's hard to thing. know what any one thing is the issue yeah for sure so i mean i feel like it's like a perfect storm of like ah. until until we get an actual roster i don't even know how to assess what's going on with the team right now you know what i mean like yes it's hard to say okay well this needs to be better and this needs to be better well like they're playing with Texas Stars players. Like, it's Dallas Texas Stars. Yeah. I tweeted on Saturday that this is the most I've ever paid to watch the Texas Stars. <laughs> you know, because it was like, the, the the forward roster is literally 50% yeah. Texas Stars. Yeah. Or it wasn't last Saturday. So I was, I mean, it was just like, here I am seeing Devin Shore, who I can watch for 20 bucks down in Cedar Park. Probably not anymore. I would bet I would bet good money that he stays up with the Dallas all year. Sure, but I mean, yeah, prior I to that game. I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so. I, I take your point very, very Yeah, good. yeah. Because it's so true. It was kind of hilarious, like, looking at the lines and, like, you know, I have so many people who follow me that follow me for stats and not for Dallas Stars stuff, and they were just like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Yeah. I know a lot, are, a lot of Dallas people don't even know who the fuck that is. Trevor, who has season tickets, was like, "I don't know who forty six is," and I'm like, "Well, I don't either, actually." <laughs> oh wait, that's Jamel Smith. <laughs> it's funny. He was like, "I know Jamel Smith now is Oduya minus one." <laughs> like, that's a good way to remember that, I guess. I guess. I mean, they play <laughs> completely different positions, but sure, sure, whatever, bud. <laughs> like. It kind of reminds me of, like, the time that my friend Tess and I used to play this game where we would talk about, like, any number in terms of a jersey. Oh. So, uh, it's like, it's Sydney, Sydney Crosby degrees outside right now. I don't know why I looked at my wrist as if I was checking the time, <laughs> but it's, yeah, you know what I mean. I always judge my um, Powerball tickets by how many uh, jersey numbers I like on there. Nice. Like, if I recognize the jersey number, then it's a good, good number. It's only really good if you win anything, Carolyn. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry for being so disappointing. <laughs> but I, I, I use that as a level of predictiveness and whether or not I'm going to win anything. Oh, okay. Even though that's not how it all the lottery works at all. It really isn't. Um, all right, we're going to go into the hard one right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Rip the Band-Aid. Reasons for panic. Ah! Okay. Sorry. I was panicking. Kids are going to think my house is haunted. Well, it's Halloween, so <laughs> nice and spoopy. Ooh. Uh, so we just got word today. We've kind of been like walking around this subject for a while now. We just got word today that Al Shemsky had surgery on his hip. He had a torn labrum. That is a part of your hip. So <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was labrum or labral, and I was like, I don't know. Well, I know mm, labrum is a thing. I've heard it before. It definitely starts with L-A-B, and it's in your hip. There you go. L-A-B-R, even, because both of those words you said had the L-A-B-R. Anyway, so he is out for six months, which at this point is Is the entirety of the season. Entire regular season. Like, technically they said five to six months. You're going to break this one again like you broke the last one. It's the same one. You can put it back together. I'm still taking it from you. (laughs) Um, yeah. That man cannot catch a break. Um, so, funnily enough, we were talking about this, and an Edmonton Oilers fan was like, so when was the last time he played an entire season? So I looked at it today. Do you know when the last time he played an entire season in in the NHL was? I do not. It was never. (laughs) 
Carolyn. <laughs> it was never. He has never played an entire season in the NHL. The closest... And we're not talking, like, by, like, one game, right? No, okay, we are talking about one game. Okay. The closest he ever came was 81 games in the 04-05 season. The closest he came after that was last season when he played 76 games. Oh. Last season or the season before? But yes. So, so one season, what in the last two seasons, he played 75 and 76 games. I can't remember which one happened first and which one happened second. Either way, closest he ever got was 81. He's never played an entire season in the NHL. I don't know what he missed that one game for in 04, 05, but I wasn't watching hockey then, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, man. Uh. Yeah. And then after that, like, the smallest number of games he's played, I think, is 20. He's never missed an entire season, but he's come damn close. Well, this year, basically, he yeah. played one game. Did he only play one game? He's only played one game. Holy shit. He's basically going to miss the entire season. Which I actually feel really bad about, too, because this is also the last year of his contract. Well... I was just thinking about that. Because he looked so good at the end of last year, and then we were all, like, super hyped for Hemsky and Foxa to be on a line again to get together. And I was like, oh, man... And this will really show those people that are like, he'll never be worth anything, and it's the last year of his I'm sorry, 0506. was the lockout. It was 0506 that he played 81 games. And now he's not going to play. And so, like, he's probably even, he's probably not going to get a contract. Like, or he's going to, you know, have a Sam Gagne situation. Uh, uh, maybe. But, okay, so... He was playing very well with with Fox the last season. He was, I mean, sorry, the last season. He was playing very well. But he was also on the third line making top six m- money. So. Right. And I'm not saying he should get $4 million a year. Right. But I'm saying he's probably not going to get a contract. You think? Yeah. There's a lot of guys now who aren't getting contracts. Especially when they miss large chunks True. of the season. True. Uh, what's his name? Yuri Tulusti just went over to, um... I don't even know who that is. Well, he's journeyman type. And he just went over to Finland. Chris Versteeg had to go on, like, two different PTOs to get a contract. Yeah, but the point is he got a contract. And um, he's playing with Johnny Goudreau. He's not, actually. He's on their fourth line now. Well, he got two goals for me the other night. <laughs> um, and Chris Versteeg has a cup. What the fuck does Alashemsky have? Hip surgery. That's what Alish Hemsky has. Well, Two he, different hip surgeries now. He did lose a lot of time to the Edmonton Oilers, so... Yeah. He's gonna be Sam Gagne. But Sam is still playing in the NHL, so... Yeah, Sam is a lot younger, though. And a center. True. Anyway. Mary, True. Mary has a question for us. Well, he is 33. Maybe it's time to hang up his skates. Mary has a question for us. He was born in Czechoslovakia before it became... Before it became the Czech the Republic. The Czech Republic. Sorry, what's Mary's question? What the hell is up with all the hip surgeries? Is there something in the Dallas water supply? Supporting evidence, my brother has lived in Dallas for 10 plus years and also had hip surgery when he was 30, seven years ago. So, I don't think it's in the water supply. I think it is in the sidewalks. Is it maybe in, like, the soil? Like, can you absorb it if you play a lot of recreational sports? I think so. Must be. Must must be. be. Yeah, right? That would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They all have dogs. Like, they go to the parks and stuff. Yes. Alashemsky our- definitely has dogs. This is our official warning to Dallas residents. Watch out for the soil. Watch out for the soil. I mean, have you guys ever seen that terrible rated R M. Night Shyamalan movie called The Happening? 
Because maybe this is the Earth fighting against um, humans being terrible to it and giving us all hip surgery. I haven't, but that does sound like the kind of plot twist that M. Night Shyamalan Oh my gosh, it was even worse than that. (laughs) Like, the planet, the plants all of a sudden started releasing this, like, pheromone that made people kill themselves. Like, they would just be doing nothing, and then all of a sudden they'd, like, stab themselves in the neck with a pen. Because... Something in the wind made them do it. And nobody knew what it was. And then finally everybody was like, oh my god, it's the plants! And it was literally the lamest. Is that the one about the bees? There aren't any bees in it, no. I don't remember bees in it. There's an M. Night Shyamalan movie about bees. Isn't Mark Wahlberg in it? Mark Wahlberg is in The Happening, but I don't remember bees being a part of it. But I've only seen it one time. Maybe it's about the death of the bees or something like that, and that's why there's no bees in it. All I know is that there's a movie about Mark Wahlberg, bees were involved in some manner, and it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Hold, please. I'm fairly confident it's that. Mark Wahlberg. While you look me up, uh, fact check me on that one, Larry Joe asks... I just heard that <coughs> Hemsky's out five to six months. Is this year the lost season, and why can't we have nice things? Um, I wouldn't call it the lost season because we're only seven games into it, so I think everybody just needs to exercise a little bit of... We're eight. Eight games into it. Sorry. I thought you said we were four and three. We were four, three, and one. Oh, okay. So we're eight games into it. I think everybody just needs to exercise... Myself included. I'm not just calling you out, Larry Joe. Everybody just needs to exercise a little bit of restraint in our overwhelming feelings of despair Mm -hmm. and um recognize that it's probably probably gonna be okay and we just need to you know okay it is about the sudden mysterious disappearance of bees Woo! i got something right i'm an uh, i mean like i said i saw it one time in theaters so i'm impressed that you remember that one time in theaters seven years ago eight years ago eight years ago I saw it in theaters eight years ago. Ugh. Did not remember anything about bees. Anyway, um, I don't think that we need to call off this season. No. Uh, I mean, I have jokingly said that on Twitter, but I didn't mean it. I mean, it's just going to be a really rough ride. So let's, you it's know. Gonna, uh, like, find, find me in December and then I'll tell you whether or not this is a lost season. Right? Like, I mean, just think about the Penguins last year. The Penguins last year were, like, not even in the playoffs in December, and then they won the fucking cup. So, I think we all just need to calm ourselves. It's it's gonna be a little rough. It's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be a bit of a climb. We'll be let's, fine. Let's gird our loins and just wade into battle, and we'll be alright. What exactly is entailed in girding your loins? I actually looked it up one time. It is a method of tucking your tunic... So that everything is held very tightly. That's exactly what I thought it was then. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm wearing sweatpants. Kind of hard to gird my loins in sweatpants. Don't really need to. Also, because we're women. Everything's already pretty tight, isn't it? (laughs) It's all tucked in where it's supposed to be. Thank goodness it's on the inside! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) This has been your educational (laughs) move. Why can't we have nice things, Larry Joe? Because we're a Southern hockey team and Gary Bettman hates us. Actually, Gary Bettman loves us, which is probably why God hates us. Toronto hates us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is. Gary Bettman loves us, which is why God hates us. There you go. That's it. That's what it is. 
We're moving on to nice things that we do get to have. Is, is this about... Is there a better story this weekend than Craig Anderson coming up big after a heartbreaking announcement? No, there isn't. A, for Spoilers, no. There is Spoiler. not a better story. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I didn't even know this was a story until this morning because I literally had so much to do this weekend I did not pay attention to sports. But um, there were... Apparently it happened Sunday and there were a lot of... So a lot of people talking about it on the Twitter this morning, which is when I saw about it and watched a couple of videos, saw all the gifts that my regular face was posting, and then cried at my desk at work <laughs> because Craig Anderson was crying. So backstory: um, it was announced last week that Craig Anderson was taking a leave, a leave of absence um, from the senators' organization to deal with a personal matter. And then on Saturday or so, Friday or Saturday, oh, I think it was Saturday, it came out that his wife Nicole had been diagnosed with cancer. Um, very fortunately, it sounds like they caught it fairly early. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, obviously, um, everybody was super supportive of his choice to go, you know, spend time with his wife and, and, you know, be her support. Well, um, Craig Anderson is the Sens starter. And so what they had done is they had called, they had, um, Hammond doing most of the starting and then they had called up, uh, some rando Chris somebody uh, from their AHL organization to back him up. And Hammond, if you remember, is the guy who like the hamburglar. The hamburglar who basically single-handedly got those the Sens into the playoffs. So they weren't particularly concerned. I mean, he's not been as consistent as Anderson has been as a goalie. But, you know, he's young. He's proven himself more than capable at an NHL level. And uh, then he got hurt. That week. So they were already running their third string. So they were about to call up a guy who's, I think it was second year in the AHL. Mm -hmm. Matt, Matt O'Connor, Charlie O'Connor. His last name's O'Connor. Sure. So they were going to run kind of like the Kings are doing. Their third <laughs> and Jack fourth Campbell. strings. <laughs> they were planning on running their third and fourth strings. Jack Campbell, I think, is... Yeah, Jack Campbell's up in, in L.A. right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Um, so they were planning on doing that, but then Nicole told Craig, you know, I want you to go back to work. You know, I'll be okay. And so Sunday was Anderson's first game back with the organization, and he shut out the Oilers in a pretty, pretty spectacular fashion. Like, yeah. Like, they, the Sens were outshot. Like, Craig did so much work. I think he made 30 saves. I 37 saves. 37 saves. saves. That's he made 37 saves. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a all-around fantastic performance. And then just, yeah, like... Yeah, because I, I know that I know that Talbot only made 20, and they didn't score, like, 17 goals. So, like, yeah. it was very wildly different, differing yeah. numbers here. And, um, I mean, and just the... the and the post-game stuff. Yeah, well, and he, after the game, like, he, he kind of hunched over in the crease for a minute, just kind of leaning on a stick, and then it was, like, the most amazing pile of everybody coming over to hug him, and, like, he was crying, and I'm pretty sure other people were crying, too. And then, like, they announced him as first star, and Talbot was standing there in the tunnel and, like, clapping for him, too, and then... Anderson was still crying, and I was still crying. I'm tearing up right now as we're recounting this tale. Yeah. It's really it was, heartwarming. It was very, very heartwarming. Um, it's nice to hear that Nicola is going to be, probably going to be fine. Um, it was a very, 
It was a very emotional story. I mean, it's one of the reasons that one of the things I really like about sports is when you get these kinds of stories and like these kinds of kind of triumph over overwhelming sad odds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, cuz obviously obviously he could have had a terrible game and people would have been like he's got a lot on his mind, but instead he has this amazing game and Talbot's over there at the other end going like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he's having this game. So, and then like the tweets afterwards, Hammond had this really lovely tweet about like you know, how how much it meant to him to see that happen. And, ugh, man, yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot. So in answer to your question, Larry Joe, how much did you cry over, over the Craig Anderson shutout? It was a lot. <laughs> we are not done crying. We are not done crying. Um, I and, cried a lot. And honestly, for the Sens organization, because they've been particularly afflicted by cancer as well. Like, yes. um Brian Murray, um, who was their GM, who stepped down as their GM this past year, and by the way, they were on the road. That was a shutout on the road yeah. in Edmonton. Yeah. So Brian Murray uh, stepped down from G- SGM because of his cancer. Yeah. And because he had been working all of last year while getting treatment and stuff like that. So he finally handed over the reins to Pierre Dorian, who had been kind of, his been had been his AGM and kind of knew what was going on. So, but yeah. So, I mean, the SENS organization has been particularly affected by it already. And so, like, to have this happen to another Per, I mean, and Anderson's been there a while and, you know, well-loved. Yeah, very well-loved. So, he and... So, branching off of the cancer story, we haven't podcasted since I went to um, Dallas for Hockey Fights Cancer. That no. was Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And I don't know if you saw this on the broadcast, because I don't know if they showed it, but um, Strader's son was the one that sang the national anthem that night. <sighs> so, like, he walks out with a jersey that says Strader on the back, and I was like... Oh no, oh no. And then they announced that it's Dave Strader's son, Trevor, and I started crying right then. <laughs> Probably along with a lot of other people in the arena. And so then they sing it, and then like the whole night long was a bunch of people like just giving love to Dave Strader and, you know, talking about what he'd meant to them over the years and how how great he was, what great a person he was. And like then there was a video from Dave Strader talking about how much the organization meant to him and how much the support meant to him. And then this week, <laughs> Vern Fiddler, God damn it, <laughs> holds up that sign of what we're fighting for. Vern Fiddler, who has moved on to the Devils and is not even playing for the Stars anymore, had the "I'm fighting for Dave Strader" poster, and I was just like, I can't, I can't even. Like, cancer is a horrible, shitty fucking disease, but man, like, I think it's. And there's actually um, a goalie, and I can't remember which one right now. I think it might be Jimmy Howard or or somebody. Somebody outside of our org, uh-huh. but um, I think it's Jimmy Howard has um, a Dave Strader, like, hockey Aww. fights cancer uh, little that's cartoon awesome. on the back of his helmet. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a very well-loved person around the league, Mr. Strader is. He is. He is. But anyway, that was our heartwarming moment of the week. <laughs> I'm actually actively not trying not to cry right she now. She is. It's really... I'm not... I'm totally dry-eyed right now, but you are crying. <laughs> okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're gonna make it. We're gonna, We're gonna make, make it. it. We're gonna make it. Um, moving on to seasonally appropriate topics. Hits and misses. And from the world of hockey player Halloween costumes. Jen asks, what are the best and worst costumes from this year's hockey Halloween? Honestly, I haven't seen a whole lot. 
I haven't really seen a lot. Not I, you know, it's so it's, it's actually kind of disappointing because last year had so many good costumes. It's true. And then this year I'm just like, okay, so some guy went as, you know, Captain America. Good job. <laughs> Weird. Um, I really liked uh PK Subban's outfit. I think PK Subban is the clear winner. PK Subban dressed up as Prince and fucking nailed it. I mean, Roddick Fax was just kind of horrifying. Yeah, I mean, he did get the scary part of Halloween, correct? He did. Um, he did. He's some sort of weird, creepy redneck. I feel have a feeling it's got to do with some movie that I just don't know because I don't watch scary movies. Like Deliverance or something? I don't know. I doubt it's Deliverance, but it could be, I suppose. Am I getting the name of that one wrong? Probably. Uh, what are you, well, if you're talking about the one where they uh, are out in the woods... Maybe it's Texas Chainsaw. I think you're thinking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. De- Deliverance is the one where there's men that are camping out in the woods and they are, like, kayaking and shit, and then they run into a bunch of hillbillies. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Because hillbillies are scary sometimes. They are. But I think that actually might be more Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Um, I've already closed it. Oh, okay. There was one... What was the appropriation one that everybody was mad about? Including me. I can't remember what it was, though. Um, I know Trevor Daly's wife. That's the one that I was thinking of. Trevor Daly dressed up as Usain Bolt. And his wife dressed up as Shelley and Fraser Price. Yes. In blackface. Yes. Which... Was not. We don't recommend at all. If by we don't recommend, it should never happen. We do mean that. We mean it should never happen. Um, there isn't an appropriate way to wear a blackface. There is not an appropriate way to wear no. blackface. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just just say no. Yeah, no, last year was just so good. Like, last year had... The guy going as the hot dog when the pen's going to the hot dog. Yeah, that one was so funny. Last year was so good, and had T.J. Oshie as the Dalmatian and Lauren as the Cruella Deville. Nope, you know another great one. Eric Carlson was uh, the Black Swan. That's right. That one was hilarious. That one was really good. We'll try to find all these. And, um, and Jordan Eberle and his girlfriend went as Pikachu and um, Ash Ketchum. Yep. That's cute. She said that he was tired of being put into boxes because she does a lot of very <laughs> elaborate outfits. And so she just let him wear like normal clothes with a hat and carrying a Pokeball. And she's the one wearing a yellow tutu as Pikachu. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like this year just wasn't very good though. But we'll get I'll get you pictures of um Eric Carlson and PK Subban because those were glorious. Those were glorious. Eric Carlson does a good Halloween. He and uh what's his uh girlfriend's name? Melinda, I think. Well, so Eric Griba I don't know who he is, but he looks pretty amazing. Austin Powers. Is that Austin? Okay, he had a beard and that threw me off. Yeah. So he went as Austin Powers and his wife went as Dr. Regal. Oh my god. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's I, his wife. 
I feel like there was a couple guys who went as um, Eleven and uh, Dustin from Stranger Things, and that did that was pretty good too. Oh, that's cool. But like Eleven with the the wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, oh, uh, did you see? Um, speaking of um, amazing people in the Texas Stars, um, what's the guy's name that we just all followed on Instagram? Because he's a great follow. Uh, Bodner Chuck. Bodner did Chuck. you see his outfit? No, I did not. Holy shit balls! Look at this thing. Uh, Bodner Chuck. Here we go. This literally isn't even glued on. Oh my gosh, that's great. But wait. get you guys that video too <laughs> so andrew bodner chuck dressed as little red riding hood and his wife dressed as the big bad wolf in grandma's outfit um and so andrew bodner chuck is wearing this long blonde wig and the video that i showed her that made her laugh that hard is him just shaking out the wig and then looking very seductively at the camera <laughs> it is very awkward and also very hilarious it's great. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm very impressed. I can't even be mad. I'm just impressed. <laughs> All right. Time for reader questions? Time for reader questions. Let's go. Um, Billy asks, spoopiest? Like spooky and poopiest mixed, huh? So speaking of flaming dog poop, if you had control, what would you do about the power play? <laughs> I would just decline it. <laughs> I would say no, thank you. You can keep your power plays, all of them. Honestly, we, we do much better 5v5. We need a better way of setting up into the getting in zone entries. We need a better way of setting up and getting into the zone. And frankly, we need to create a little more chaos because what's happening in the power play is that we're, for whatever reason, and, and that's part of the reason I think the second unit is a little bit better than our first unit usually, is that they're not... Because the first unit has so many good snipers, they just don't try to go for those awkward off the re off the pad rebound shots. Right. Yeah, and they instead try to actually put it top shelf. And it's like just fucking like just throw it on net. Just, just throw, throw it. it on net. Somebody will clean up the garbage. That's the plan. And there are fewer people to you know catch any rebounds that come out from yeah. the other on the other team. So just do it. We were literally screaming at them at this at them on on Saturday when they were playing CBJ. It was so frustrating just watching them pass it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then lose it and have it go into the neutral zone. Yeah, because the problem with passing is that if you're not a hundred percent accurate all the time, like it's great to set up a pass chain that moves you forward. But once you're in the zone, if you're cycling too much, you're too predictable. Which is what happens with the stars every damn time. They need to score off the rush. They need, yeah. Or at the very least, create a little bit of chaos. Because they are at their best when they're not structured on offense. I know. And they're not creating chaos. Yes. So that's what I would do to fix the, the power play. I wouldn't even probably change up the units. I would probably just try to at least foster an environment where they don't feel like where they're encouraged to shoot at the pads because at, that's what a lot of actually really good power play units do you inspired me i'm just gonna decline them um do you want to read the second part of it yes yeah. um also from billy second question carolyn isn't crazy about bishop 
what goalies would you target then? And also, how about halak? Same term as our fins. Also, which fin would you want to go? And is there any young, not ready yet goalies who could be exposed in expansion, if you like? Um, no to the part. The part. I like Halak, actually. Um, I think he would... The problem is that getting a new goalie who's a starter means that we have to get rid of another goalie. And I just really am very concerned about our ability to do that without giving up a lot. I'm sorry, say that again? We can't carry three starters. No, I'm sorry. No. So, therefore, somebody has to go. Yes. Likelihood, it's going to be uh, Niemi, just because he has a lower cap hit. Mm-hmm. And, again, I... I actually don't hold a particular, at least statistically, you know, I don't care which one it is, frankly. Um, but likelihood, it's probably going to be Niemi that would get traded just because of his cap hit. And so I like Halak. I like Halak just fine. I think you'd definitely be an upgrade. Um, I like I like Flurry. I think he would definitely be an upgrade. And I and I again, my objections to Bishop aren't that Bishop is a bad goalie. No. That is not at all. In fact, Bishop would be a significant upgrade over either of our two goalies. My issue with Bishop is that he's going to get a major pay raise next year. And even if, even when we trade one of the two goalies we've got, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to afford, you know, he's going to probably get another six to seven million a year. And he's already been injured frequently. He's His groin is already going. And we we still have another year of Kari and Nami after this, right? Two. Well, no, we have this season, but then it's just one after that, I thought. Fairly confident it's two after that. Because so I think last year they had three more years left. But I, you can fact check me I'm, on that. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm just fact checking. It's definitely... Wait, what are we fact checking on now? Uh, cap friendly. But yeah, so... It, like, do not take this the wrong way, Tampa Bay Lightning fans. Bishop is a good... Take it the wrong way. She hates your goalie. She she hates your goalie. He should be super cheap. Uh, I also think he would be really expensive in terms of trade. Just because I know he would be really expensive in terms of trade, because that's what they tried to do over the summer, and he didn't get moved. So, there's that, for sure. And as far as any not-ready-yet goalies who could be exposed in expansion, I think the, the Flamingos are going to have a field day with their goalies. It's going to be so great. Because... Um, yeah, it's a three-year that he signed in fifteen sixteen. So this is the second year. He signed year. his... He didn't sign it in fifteen sixteen. He has three years left as of fifteen sixteen. So I guess it would be... He signed it back in... Um, the starting date is June 29th, 2015 for his current contract. Yeah, but he didn't sign it then. He signed it actually before the year even started. The Before the year. Okay, what I'm saying is, his term for his current contract is three years, and it started in 1516, so this is his second year, and he has one year after this. Okay. Well, I know, but you're arguing with me. No, I wasn't. I was correcting you on the point. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was correcting you, because he didn't sign it in 1516, which is what a lot of people do to be like, this is a horrible contract, he should never have signed it. He signed it the year before he even had his best season ever. Which is why people are like, why the fuck would you ever sign this contract? He's such a horrible goalie. Well, they didn't actually sign it when he was a horrible goalie. It's important to make that distinction. 
For the terms of the term of his contract, it doesn't fucking matter when he signed it. No, but I think it's so many people have the wrong idea about that contract that they signed it, like, after his best year ever. And they were like, oh, this is going to continue forever. A lot of people think Kari's contract is worse than it is. We're talking about Niemi. Oh, I was talking about Kari, but they're the I same looked term. At, I know, that they, that's why I looked up Niemi. That's fine. Okay. No, no, no. I was talking about Kari. God. Kari, Kari signed his, Kari's contract was much longer. Kari's contract was signed before that. I know, I know. That, that, well, I, that's all I was saying. Okay, well, that's not what I was talking about. Anyway. Uh, but young goalies, yeah, I think, um, everybody's focused on Matt Murray and, um, Vasilevsky, but they really should be looking at Columbus as well. Um, because Corpusalo and Anton Forsberg are both going to be exposed because Bobrovsky has a no-movement clause, unless CBJ does some wheeling and dealing. And um, they're both quite good goalies. And they're both... They're, I think they're 22 and 23. And they're both RFA. Cool. <sighs> um, Lauren asks, If you feel like being hockey therapists... Tell me how to deal with the team of my heart in my city kicking me in the teeth, and when I was ready to watch them fail, they start winning. It's it. She's talking about Montreal. Oh, I don't know what that. I didn't know. She's that. in Montreal. Okay, well. That's why she talks about kidnapping PK and bringing him back. That makes a lot more sense. I did not know that you were a Montreal fan. Well, she lives in Montreal. Well, I assume that the, I mean, the, it makes sense for her to be a Montreal fan, now that I read mm -hmm. the question with that in mind. Yes. Uh, so, I don't know how to deal with that, because when that happened with my team, I just dropped them like a hot potato and started liking <laughs> someone else, because fuck the Oilers. So, um, well, I mean, here's one thing you can, th you can take for, take it for what it was worth. Montreal isn't going to be this good all year. <laughs> So, you can always brace for regression, which is, I think, uh, a lot of what a lot of people do. I can't wait for the Oilers to start losing and for Edmonton to lose its fucking mind. Also, fantastic storyline for Craig Anderson that is overshadowed by the actual good storyline, but do you know which team he shut out, right? <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton. <laughs> so, I, I definitely took some pleasure in that. Fuck I'm, yeah, dude. There was a fantastic, and by fantastic I mean actual fantastical, as in like he doesn't live in this world, uh, headline this morning about how people need to shut up about how the Hall trade and how the Oilers, like no it one's It was talk. worse than that, because he wasn't saying you need to shut up, he was saying, where are they now? Like, I'm sorry dude, we got tired about beating a fucking dead horse into the ground, so we stopped talking about it, but like, it's still very much a stupid trade. Like, you're not gonna get over that Edmonton Journal. There was actually a fantastic set of charts, um, and I've retweeted them a couple times now, um, and uh, I just did similar charts, actually, for the stars, and it was the the cumulative Corsi chart, so it starts out at game one and then just adds, like, your Corsi differential, so, like, if you're, you know, a 50% player, you're gonna just stay flat, but if you're a really good player, it'll start getting really big, and if you're a really bad player, it'll start getting really small. Mm-hmm. Um, so Connor McDavid's line is, like, super in the positive for, like, all three of them. So McDavid, Eberle, and Lucic. Everyone else is in the negatives. <laughs> or, or, like, completely flat. And it's like, gee, hmm. 
something's going to give. Something's going to give. And I hope that something was Craig Anderson. And, um, so anyway, just enjoy the good times and brace for the bad times because it's, they're still coming. Like, I mean, if they're the team of your heart and you're ready to watch them fail and they're not failing, just know that they will fail because (laughs) Weber is not as good of a defenseman as P.K. Subban. And he's having a hot start, and all credit to him, he's scoring a lot of goals with doing the same thing he's always done his entire career. But you know, the thing that Montreal can really hang their their glory on this season is PK. Uh, sorry, uh, Carey Price. Yes, Carey and Price that has is, a 9.62% save percentage right now. That is really the only reason they're winning. And I don't know if it's the... It is the main... Well, he's not scoring goals, obviously. But, like... It is the biggest difference between last season and this season. It is the only difference between this season and last season, except for P.K. Subban and Weber. Right? Whose first name is Shea. I don't know why I forgot his first name very briefly. And they're trying to hang the difference on the fact that they've got this different... A couple different players, like Shaw and Weber, in the room. But really, the difference is they've got their fucking goalie back. Yeah. And Terry Price missed all of last season. Like, all of last season. Yeah. Do we remember how last season started when they were, like, had 12 wins, right? Like, we remember that, and then they were, like, then he got hurt, and then they fell off a cliff. So, right now, they're still in their 12 wins. They've mm-hmm. only played nine games. And I'm not saying I wish Carey Price to get injured, obviously. Not at all. But uh, something's gonna have to come back down to earth on that one, because you can't just pin the entire season on goaltending. Because the Rangers have tried it. Yeah. And how many cups do they have with Henrik Lundqvist? That said, they're having a quite good resurgent this year. Which I'm very happy about, because they've made some personnel changes and they have some new stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, which they I'm, still need to fix their defense. They still need to fix their defense like, whoa. But they're having a lot better luck with their offense this mm-hmm. season, which I'm excited about for them, because one of my incredibly good friends is a Rangers fan, and I like it when she's happy. And, you know, Henrik Lundqvist is still Henrik Lundqvist. The Rangers might actually have a pretty good year. Yeah. Until they trade him at the trade deadline. <laughs> Which might to happen. the Dallas Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> okay, so. You ask me this one. <laughs> Jen asks, talk about the Four Nations Cup. So, I'm not going to lie. That noise is happening again. You know, it must be my phone, but it really doesn't sound like my phone. Do you have a second phone? Did somebody slip a secret phone into your purse while you were out? I don't think so. That probably happened. Jason Bourne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jenna, talk about the Four Nations Cup. So, I'm not going to lie. I don't actually know what's going really on with the Four Nations Cup. That's good, because I didn't even know what the Four Nations Cup was. But the so, then I will explain, since you're probably not the only person. The Four Nations Cup is a women's hockey tournament, and it routinely features the USA, uh, Sweden, Finland, and Canada, obviously, which I totally blanked on that country's name for one reason. America's hat. America's hat. You know, most, and the NWHL and CWHL are both on pause right now so that these national team players can go participate. And um, there was actually some intrigue earlier this week when that whole sexist Shannon Zesbados thing went down. Um, Originally, somebody had reported that she would join the Hockey Canada for the Four Nations Cup. Um, But Hockey Canada has since confirmed that she will not be and that she is still looking for a contract in a men's league. Um, Looks good for her. 
Good for her. Yeah, no, totally. But I was really excited to be like, well, fuck you. I hope Canada wins for once. But now she's not going to be there. So I'm clearly still on the Team America best train. Um, But yeah, so that's going down (gasps) and should have some good. Katie Holdridge posted a picture of her diabetic cat with the shark costume. Yes. Jamie Benz diabetic cat. That's all I'm saying. It's the diabetic cat. He's an orange cat. Oh my god, that's so cute. Charlie the diabetic cat. And sorry, sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, and but, but honestly, I don't really actually know what's going on. I don't even know what it is, but I can look it up for you guys and post links, and likely there will be some version of streaming for it, um, potentially through Hockey USA, or illegally, and, um... <laughs> Not that we... If I find that, I'll tweet that out, activities. too. Um, but yeah, so... You want to watch good women's hockey? Four Nations Cup is a good way to do it. Cool. I'm going to ask you the next question. Cool. All right, we're back into spoopy questions. Spoopy! For fun, Andrew asks, pick a Halloween costume theme for each line or pairing. Feel free to ruffle assignments then for comedic effect. So I feel like the top line has got to go Alexander Hamilton styles. The Jamie Benn, Tyler yeah. Sagan, Patrick Eves? Sure, let's put Patrick Eves up there. That's where he was in practice. So Patrick Eves has a good beard for that. He does. He, he would actually fit quite well with the revolutionary. Quite well with the revolutionary brotherhood. Um, and I think we've already done enough casting of Alexander <laughs> Hamilton to just let you fill in your own cast for who was who was which. But they're obviously revolutionary That's war heroes. That's our revolutionary war heroes. Um, the, Despite the fact that all of them are Canadian. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's just that's just details. Uh, the so well fuck. Um, so our second line currently. <laughs> who's on our second line right now? Currently, as of practice, was Roussel, Foxa, and Spezza. Okay, let's put them in superhero outfits, and we're gonna give Roussel the Hulk. <laughs> we're giving Roussel the Hulk. We're putting Spezza in a Captain Canada outfit. And Foxa gets to be Nighthawk. Not Nighthawk. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yes, that's fine. I was like, that, I don't remember. who's Nighthawk? Yes, Hawkeye is fine. Let's do that. That's fine. That sounds good. Um, who's on our third line right now? It's a bunch of AHLers, right? <laughs> it's um, Brett Ritchie, Devin Shore, and Korpakowski. Let's put them in actual toddler outfits. I was going to say, where's Waldo outfits? Uh, no, I'm going with babies. Actual babies. So, like, diapers babies or, like, yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedledum babies? I don't know. Anything that they have to wear bonnets. I want the bonnets. Well, but because if they're Tweedledee and Tweedledum, they have the bonnet with the with the twirly thing on it. That's not a bonnet. That's a beanie. Whatever. I want the bonnets. Well, then that's actual infants. Yes. So, actual infants and diapers. Actual infants and diapers. Fine. Who's on our fourth line? Uh, Jamel Smith. Uh... Cracknell <laughs> and uh, Hoodler and Mackenzie. Like, they're switching in and out. Okay. So, I'm going to give Mackenzie a Where's Waldo outfit. It's fair. He could actually also probably be a prisoner because he <laughs> goes into the, the penalty box a lot. Yeah. That would be funny. Could be cops and robbers. I think we're going to have to go, like, the greatest hits of the Death Eaters down there. Like, somebody is 
Somebody should be serious black. Yeah, somebody should be serious black. So they're not actually a Death Eater. They're just playing one for TV. Um, and then they should have... Can we just go full on Harry Potter? Well, I really... Okay. I'm just asking. Sure. That's fine. Okay. I was just asking. I really like my Death Eater idea, but we can go Harry Potter. Who what are you going to do? I don't know. I was just asking. I was like giving the rest... I was, I was trying to brainstorm. I was throwing it out there, uh... seeing what you came back with. Apparently, I came back with sass. <laughs> yeah, you came back with, well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now, we have Lindell and Klingberg on a pair. I have a friend. I, if you if you dress up Klingberg in anything other than a fairy prince outfit, then you're you're wrong. He could be. A, I saw somebody go as a Snapchat filter. He would be a good Snapchat oh, filter. He would, um, somebody went as the dog Snapchat filter at my office on Friday. Uh, so he could be the flower crown Snapchat filter. He'd be a good Or that one with the with the butterflies. Yes, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Although that one is gone and it makes me really sad. Uh, or he would, or um, somebody, and Lindell could be the deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lindell would be a good deer. Lindell would be a good deer. There's also a goat now, which makes me laugh. Uh, I actually saw somebody go, and I was thinking this would be good for them too, because they're lanky. Uh, somebody did the dippy bird. You know, the bird that drinks water when you... Oh, that's funny. I was like, you guys are tall and skinny. Uh, who's, who's Jordy Ben being paired with right now? Jordy Ben is being paired with Nemeth. So, I think Jordy Ben goes as a baseball player dressed in his old baseball uniform. I could deal with that. So, I think he puts Nemeth in Jamie's. I would want to see Nemeth in, like, the catcher uniform. That's fine, too. Nemeth goes to the catcher. Yep, that's perfect. Just because it's more fun than traditional baseball player look. It is. There's a lot of padding involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Protect all of Nemeth's little <laughs> precious baby fine skin. He just, just wears all the Kevlar underneath it, just yeah. in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Honestly, like, how do you not just wear Kevlar in your everyday life? <laughs> um, who else do we have? Odie and Johns. What do they dress as? I have one for... Right now we've got also Alexiak and... Ham Hewis. <laughs> Dan Dan, the defense man. Dan Dan. Stop. You're so bad at this. He. So. They, with, no, but I've got one. They should be spies because I can never tell who he actually is. <laughs> Dan Dan, the defense man? Dan Dan, the defense man. I know which one he is. He's number two. Well, I know what his number is, but when you look at him in real life, you're just like, oh, you're probably going to the bank. Oh, no, I know what he looks like now. Sorry. I know what he looks like, but, like, he just looks like everybody else. He's, like, he's, like, seriously could blend into a crowd better than anybody I've ever seen. Okay, he can be Jason Bourne. He could be Jason Bourne. That's fine. Oduya goes as the Dread Pirate Roberts. And who is it? Who's he pairing with? John's. John's. John's goes as Wesley. Oh, so, like, the same dude? Same dude. Different outfits. Love it. Love it. John's is John's is Wesley pre becoming the Dread Fire Roberts back when he was all as you wish when he was farm boy when he was farm boy <laughs> fetch me that picture the one that's right above your head oh okay uh, Chuck goes what costumes will the stars pets be donning tonight well we know Charlie is a shark Charlie's a shark and it's so cute I don't know probably a lot of like um. 
whatever was in the store, like the sale rack. I, I anticipate <laughs> pumpkins. I anticipate pumpkins. I anticipate at least one like small dog as a dinosaur. Like yeah, somebody's gonna be a taco. I mean, like it's uh, whatever. It's gonna be just those cu- kind of cutesy things. Does Eddie Lack have a cat? I feel like he would have a taco cat. I don't know if he has any pets. He has a dog. Doesn't he have a tiny dog? He might have a tiny dog. I'm pretty sure know. he has a tiny dog. That's going to be a taco for sure. Yeah, a tiny taco for sure. All right. So Thordis asks, scariest hockey horror stories. I was thinking, I was thinking, well, so I obviously started thinking about injuries. So did I, obviously, because my scary story is the... I think, well, so, A, apparently the Hockey Hall of Fame is supposedly haunted, but, I mean, you know, there's that. Well, there's also our roster. There, that is a pretty frightening thing. Hockey horror story, the Toronto Maple Leafs! <laughs> hey They went as Sisyphus for Halloween. Yeah, they did. All 23 of them. Just trying to push that ball back up the hill. Wait, so does Babcock go as the world? <laughs> He's the boulder. Yeah, he, sorry. Atlas in the world. Sisyphus in the boulder. He he goes as the boulder. <laughs> they just like, they just start pushing him up the hill. Oh, and then they fall back down. Oh, Push him back up the hill. No, and they fall they fall back down. down. Uh, I was thinking of injuries to start, though. I did, too, honestly. That's, that's where I went. So I went with Jack Eichel and his ankle sprain that you could hear happen on the ice. I went with an even more horrifying one. Um, cause I, I wasn't watching hockey when this happened, but cause this happened in 1989 and I was eight, but, um, Clint Malerchuk. And if you were watching then, you probably know who I'm talking about. He was the goalie that got the player's skate blade that sliced his carotid artery, artery on the ice. And, um, I don't want to get into it too much because I might honestly vomit, but, like, apparently this was literally the worst thing that anybody had ever seen. Fans were fainting in the stands. He came back and actually played after that, but was never as good as he was prior to the injury, obviously. Um, and then eventually ended up retiring, I think, shortly after that. But, um, man, like... (gasps) Yeah. Oh, okay, so his de- he, he actually played for another couple of years um, until he started uh, struggling with obsessive-compulsive disorder. But he lost 1.5 liters of blood into the goalie crease. Into the goalie crease. And it took them 300 stitches to close his wound. I know. I know. Like, can you fucking imagine? There's video of this, which I have never watched for nope. very good reason. No. Nope. But, like, holy... Banana pants, man. Like, I can't... So, like... Because my horror... My horror stories will always have to do with gore. Like, that is the worst to me. I don't watch gory movies because I cannot handle them. I can't handle, like, body horror. I cannot do it. I just cannot do it. I would rather watch some, like, creepy ghost story or something having to do with, like, demonic possession than I would watch something where somebody gets, like, a bone broken very slowly. I don't like scary movies at all. I don't either. But I mean, like, I have watched the movie Fallen and would watch it again, and that one is about demonic possession, but it's not gross. It's just creepy. Yeah. Um, and I like, like, if it's not gross and it's just kind of creepy, I'll watch it. But if it's got a lot of, like, purposeful jump scares and it's disgusting, we can't go there. 
Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Me, but anyway. Me so. and Johnny Gaudreau, we're just going to sit over there watching Disney movies. <laughs> and Star Trek. <laughs> and Star Trek. I'll sit with you guys <laughs> on the Disney Channel shelf. Uh, final question from Nick, who is a giant troll. Is candy the worst candy there is? It's candy corn. Is candy corn the worst candy there is? Is it even actually candy? So this happened because I tweeted that I needed to come clean and say that I think that candy corn is delicious. Nick then tweeted that he was going to block and unfollow me because he's a jerk. Um, but uh, no, candy corn is not the worst candy there is. Candy corn is delicious. You know what the worst candy there is is? Anything having to do with licorice. I'm also going to submit for the jury Necco wafers. There is one flavor of Necco wafer that I like, and it's the white one. Every other flavor of Necco wafer is disgusting. Also, Bitto honeys? Gross. <laughs> well, I, I've only had one Bitto honey, and I feel like I thought I was going to lose all of my fillings, and I spit it out almost immediately. Um, so, yeah, I will there go, are, there I'll are go ahead and go with those. Definitely worse. I also I'm, I agree though on the black licorice it's disgusting. It's so my mother loves it and she so will So does mine. And she'll eat it and then she'll talk to me and her breath will just be like nothing but licorice and I'm like you've got to go brush your teeth for like an hour. That's the real Halloween <sighs> horror story. It is the real Halloween horror story. My mother's breath smelling like licorice. <laughs> black oh. licorice. Oh. Clouds of black oh. licorice. <laughs> and they stick licorice and tea all the time it's yeah. so nasty it's why gross. do you gotta ruin everything single tea with licorice gross go away that's the real no candy corn is delicious and it is a candy and it's great too bad ha! two out of two people on this podcast agree <laughs> and that's all we've got for you tonight thank god because i'm hungry uh, I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or concern, you can find our email at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our Tumblr at DeepHeartHockey.tumblr.com and our official um, blog. blog, where we will be posting our mailbag questions tomorrow uh, at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. Happy Halloween!